Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. It has been quite the long break. Uh, all three of us had to take an extended time off from the podcast after downing the bomb hot sauce. And uh, our, our voice... Our voices have now just recovered. We could, we were able to write; it was fine, but we just weren't able to talk. That's why, that's why we had to take such a long layoff here on the uh, on the Get Around podcast. But we are happy to be back for the season premiere of season seven of the Get Around. Lucky Can number seven. Believe that. Season seven. That wow. is good job, guys. Unbelievable. Good job, everyone. Uh, this this podcast, the first podcast, was uh, published on. August 31st, 2017, uh, which was just two days after I had celebrated my one-year anniversary. Guys, we're, we're now eight days away from uh, me being at the Record Eagle for a full seven years and me starting my eighth season with the uh, Traverse City Record Eagle. James, you're sitting now on 23, 22? If you include the time as a copy editor, yeah. It'd be 23. Okay. 28 in yeah. sports. Okay. Yeah. So uh, a couple of uh, grizzled old veterans at this point. I mean, I like to think I'm a veteran, kind of. So you are. Even even though I left sports for a while and then returned uh, to this. But uh, yeah, welcome in episode 266 of the, uh, the Get Around podcast, the season seven premiere of uh, the greatest northern michigan sports podcast in the history of the world i believe i can say that um with without much competition from from uh from our competitors who i don't think have lasted 266 episodes so uh but here we are i am your host brendan queely joining me james cook jordan puente uh, we are starting off uh what is going to be a fine fall sports season in 2023 uh, and we will carry you through all of the fall sports season all of the winter sports and all of the spring sports before we take our break again next summer uh, and then we'll be back for season eight next year but right now we're on season seven and season seven is going to open up with a question of the week and it's also going to open up with uh, a reading from our sponsor, Jimmy John's. This episode of The Get Around is brought to you by Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's has two locations here in Traverse City. Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fast. Jimmy John's. Freaky, yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's, uh, with that, let us get into our question of the week. Uh, boys, this is brought to you by the fact that uh, in my process of trying to move back to northern Michigan and no longer... Uh, be a remote podcast host and a remote uh, sports editor, but uh, be there in person um, means I've been going through some things. Uh, and one of the things that I found were these uh, magnets that uh, I used to play with as a kid, and I would build things that similar to like uh, say your Erector set or Legos or things like that, but they were uh, magnet sticks with. Uh, either iron or, or steel or, or some sort of metal uh, balls, uh, and you could build these structures with them. I was like, oh, my God, I haven't played with these in probably decades. But I used to, every night, I would I would build these things. And so that's what brought up this question, which is question of the week. What hobby activity did you have as a kid that you want to pick up or wish you could pick back up as an adult? 
I'll say for me that was that one was pretty easy. I've already picked up another hobby activity uh, as an adult, and that's getting back into pro wrestling. So I feel like I'm just really channeling my inner child as uh, I'm getting into that uh, midlife crisis stage of uh, getting of pushing forty. Uh, but what about what about you guys? Anything that you, as a as a young kid that uh, brings up a bunch of nostalgia for you, James? I know you your house is basically a yes. nostalgia factory. Yes, literally. <laughs> a little, little bit every of it. Time. Yeah. Every time. Every time. Um, you know, I used to collect baseball cards a lot when I was a kid. You know, I haven't really... Oh, me too. And I haven't really added to that a whole lot um, in recent years and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, my wife and I go to, like, garage sales and estate sales all the time. And uh, and whenever I see just, like, a box of baseball cards there, like, I have to look through it. <laughs> like, I, even if I don't buy it, which most of the time I don't or anything like that. I just got to kind of look through the cards and just be like, oh, yeah, I remember it. Yep, Vince Coleman. All right. You know. <laughs> You know, whatever, and, and and that was always just kind of cool. You you bought me one, which was uh, a, a Frank Thomas. Ooh, man, I don't know if it was a Frank Thomas rookie card. Wow. Uh, but yeah, you bought me. You got me a nice Frank Thomas one that is still sitting on my desk at the Record Eagle. Oh wow! That I still have uh, that. I still have propped up. Damn. And uh, yeah, still still appreciate that. Jordan, what about you? Anything that uh, uh, I used? I mean, same you... thing. I used to collect cards. I still have a booklet of all my baseball, football, basketball cards I used to collect as a kid. So I have like a lot of like old rookie cards. So looking back at it, it's like, oh wow, this play actually turned out pretty good. So some of these cards might be worth something. So we'll see. Um, I used to collect Pokemon Pokemon cards. That was one of my big things. I used to do a lot in third grade. Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, those were two of my things I used to do a lot. Like, I still have all my old Pokemon cards from when I was a kid. So, yeah, I'm not selling any of those stuff just because I know how many people now are crazy for them. So, I'm like, nah, I'm not selling these. These are still mine. So, they're all, they're all back at my dad's house. So, it's pretty cool. You know what people are crazy for right now are the uh, the old Disney movie VHS tapes in the plastic cases. Yep. Those apparently are like wild collector items right now. I still have mine. <laughs> and I think my parents have like boxes of them sitting upstairs in the attic. Wow. I feel like they should put those on eBay and make a butt ton of money. It's like Beanie so, Babies. Did yeah. any of you guys collect Beanie Babies? No. No, don't, I collect, did. don't collect either of those things. <laughs> <laughs> did you? <laughs> No, I'm just saying don't. Oh, just, what about you, Brendan? When they were actually, like, big and booming. Yeah. Those oh, are yeah. Th- those are things yeah. that people tell you sell for a lot of money on eBay, and they don't. <laughs> oh, do, do the do the Disney movies not sell for money on eBay? No, 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 no. All the, the, the urban myth of, like, Disney movies going for, like, thousands of dollars on eBay, if it was just a whole um, drug money laundering thing. <laughs> oh, and same oh thing wow. With, same thing with Beanie Babies going for, like, $10,000, I think. is that That's what I've heard. Is that it was just a whole, a whole thing of people laundering money? Oh well, I need to get into the drug money laundering. Business. That's what I need to do. That's, wow, that's where it's yeah. at. Yeah, when you're buying yeah, a ten thousand uh, dollar Disney VHS tape or a Beanie Baby, you're just you know, laundering money. That is hilarious. That's oh, hilarious. that's at least that's the the okay. urban legend. The urban legend. That's okay. Just, that's funny. That's awesome. All right. That's funny. All right. I I already have I already have our our next question of the week. Our next question of the week will be. 
what was the urban legend uh, in the area that you grew up in? Oh, and so we'll go over. We'll go over. Take your time this week. But next week we're going to discuss urban legends that you remember growing up. Uh, see if you can Bye. come up with any of them, and we'll want. Uh, Oh, we'll want the listeners to to the our audible viewers to jump in on that as well because uh, I'm, was, I'm already like, excited I'm, for that one. And even that, or or just like the the rumors that used to go around uh, as a kid. I for me, there was a, a rumor that went around that there was a guy kidnapping kids, and he was in a blue van, and it had a ladder on top. And I remember when I would see blue vans with ladders on top which are pretty common, honestly, because a lot of contractors drive blue vans and they have ladders on top. Mm -hmm. It would scare the bejesus out of me. So just throwing that out as an example uh, for next week. But, yeah, that'll be a good one to talk about next week. And uh, now we get to get into our favorite part of the the get-around, and that is the area code game. James, do we have our guesses written down from 266? Somewhere, somewhere. We got two fifty-six here. Two fifty-five. Two fifty-four. Well, this is the last one we have because this is in your handwriting. So that would have been the hot sauce episode. Oh yeah. Right. So I I was wrong. We are. This is an episode two hundred and sixty-six. This is episode two hundred and fifty-six. There we go. I was putting us. I was yeah. putting us ten episodes ahead. Or, or fifty-seven if you it. count the uh, the anniversary episode. So okay. So we are. We just had our guesses for area code 256. Okay. We will be guessing for 257 coming up. Wow, that's a that's a big mistake on my part, but that's okay. Um, still the season premiere of episode. Oh, or, or at least it's not seven. like ingrained in something permanent. So yeah. like it is in uh, <laughs> some of our old episodes where Jake had the wrong the number wrong, and like you can't change the name of the files once you've published the, <laughs> the episode. <laughs> That's uh, pretty funny. So there's one or two episodes that are off by one number. Oh, that's so funny. Okay. All right. Well, uh, the whatever. Here we are. Episode 200 and something of the Get Around podcast. Uh, all right. So what were our guesses uh, for the 256 area code? Uh, Jordan had Georgia. I forgot why. I'm trying to remember either why. Brendan had Alaska, and I had London, and I'm trying to remember what the heck I would have guessed London for. Amazon Prime show. All right, area code two five six is located in northeastern Alabama, and covers Huntsville, Decatur, and Madison. Well, Georgia's close to that. So, Georgia's close enough. Stayed over, sort of. Who who had Georgia? Who picked Jordan, Georgia? Jordan did. Jordan. All right. Very nice. Thanks, guys. And we'll give uh, we'll give Jordan the win. I think with that with season seven, I want everybody to win every week. So uh, we're going to go ahead and, and just uh, we'll get rid of the 150-mile rule. Who's ever closest gets the win. There we go. All right, so Jordan with the win there. Uh, we are now looking for our guesses for area code 257. So 257. I'm, I'm going to get us started because I, I just need to talk about this show that I have uh, been watching <laughs> uh, since uh, the, last, uh, the last couple of months. Oh. And it is honestly one of my favorite shows. It's it's had three seasons already. I just uh, started watching it. Uh, like I said, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe like six eight weeks ago. It's called Warrior. Oh. It's on HBO Max. 
Jordan, have you seen this? No, I know what show you're talking about, though. I've, seen, I've stumbled upon it whenever I'm on HBO. I know exactly what you're talking about. It is awesome. So it is a show about the rise of uh, Chinese gangs in 1870s San Francisco. Uh, it is also about uh, the um, hardships that the Chinese population faced when they came to America. Uh, lots of racism attempts to actually expel um, the Chinese from the country uh, being put into camps and deported. Uh, a lot of corruption uh, on the both political and law enforcement side. Um, but it is also mixed with Awesome storytelling, great drama, fighting out the ass. I mean, the action is so good. It's based on the writings of Bruce Lee, and it is incredible. I cannot recommend this show enough. It is so, so good. And I think the one part that I really like about it um, is that it's... It's kind of like pro wrestling. It's very, very, it's, it's got some soap opera elements to it. You know, there's family drama, there's twists, there's storylines. And then all your, the whole time you're like, oh my God, when are these two guys going to fight? Or when is, when is this fight going to happen? And it's been it built to a, an incredible season three finale uh, that just aired last week. And, completely blown away by this show i had so much fun watching it i immediately started a rewatch uh and so since it takes place in san francisco and jordan you probably know that 257 is not the area code for san francisco <laughs> but you know what i love the passion though i really do i, I love that passion dude i can't express it enough <laughs> hey keep it up dude so whatever i am still gonna pick do it. San Francisco as my <laughs> uh, my guess for the 257 area code, <laughs> even though I know I'm wrong. I just needed to talk about the show. I have no one to talk about the show with. Nope, nobody watches this show. Um, it was on Cinemax, and then it got canceled uh, when Cinemax went away. Uh, and oh, then a, like there was, there was a fan. It got messed up by COVID because it started in 2019. Uh, and so it was almost a victim of COVID and yeah, now it's back and now it's a victim of the writer's strike. So we don't know if there's going to be a season four, um, but whatever it it, it is awesome. Uh, if, uh, if you, if you like the John Wick movies, you'll love this. If, If you love Kung Fu, you'll love it. If you, it's just, it's, it's so good can't recommend it enough sorry i took way too much time talking about it but i don't have anyone to talk about this show with i like the show though so, so cool. what's your guess on san fran uh, uh yeah warrior. san francisco yeah. warrior okay mine will also be one that i'm i am sure is not the correct answer um it's okay but but i'm <laughs> gonna go totally with okay. detroit nice because uh we just started watching um Justified Prime City Primeval. Oh hell yeah, me wow. too. And uh, and that's set in Detroit. Um, if if yep. you've watched the original Justified show, yes, I have. It's great. It is great. Yep. Um, the one thing I just learned is the the girl who plays his daughter. 
in the is actually his daughter. Is his actual daughter in real life. Oh yeah. wow! Yeah. How about that? That's cool. Um, but it's just a really good, really good show. Really well done. And uh, we watched the the first episode of the the new spinoff series last night. It, yeah, and, commercial for that. and Boyd Boyd Holbrook, oh. the guy that plays Clement Manziel, mm-hmm. the the villain in this, the Oklahoma he is Wild so, Man. The oh, is he is so good at being the villain. He was he was awesome as the bad guy in Logan. Um, really, really good in that. He was, but he was great in Narcos. Uh, he played Agent Steve Murphy in Narcos. Uh-huh. He's one of my favorite actors. He's he's so good. But Holbrook is. Uh, he was also like uh, the new Jack Bauer in the rebooted Twenty Four. Um, yeah, that show is a which classic. is ironic because the the bad guy in the original Justified show was named Boyd. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh wow. That's right. Yeah, Walton Goggins, another one, mm-hmm. another great. Uh, I haven't gotten. I, I'm hoping that he shows up in this season somehow. Um, I, yeah. I haven't finished it yet, but I, I I need a Walton Goggins cameo at some point uh, in this. So, great choice, great choice, James. Uh, yeah, mine, obviously, I know I'm wrong for the fact that I don't care, but, uh, I've been trying to watch feel-good shows, just, you know, just get, get the mind right before heading into the next busy season. I'm back to watching The Office. I started rewatching it when I was up in Pittsburgh, because Scranton is right near Pittsburgh, so it popped on a cable TV, and I looked at my cousin, and I was like, hey, have you seen The Office? He's like, no. So we watch the office on comedy central and then as soon as i got home i have peacock and i was like i'm just gonna rewatch the office so yeah <laughs> i've just been rewatching the office and then i'll eventually right after the office i'll jump to parks and Rex. so that's how i go sweet yeah i love i love how we are 20 some odd minutes into this podcast and not have have not talked about local sports no at all that's awesome get to know us get to know us a little bit <laughs> get to know what we like uh, all right, so those are all of our wrong guesses. Um, <laughs> I'm curious to know. I'm curious to know what it is. I'm gonna, I'm going to look it up right now and see see what the answer is. But we'll uh, we'll get to it uh, next week. Oh boy, it looks like it's not even in the United States. Beautiful. I love that. It's awesome. Good job. Oh no, it, it 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 is maybe. Cool. It, it is whatever. I don't know. Well, I'll I'll do more research during the week and find out. But uh, all right, let's move on to the rest of the show, the rest of episode 256 of the Get Around, not 266 of uh, the Get Around, and get into our uh, fall sports season look ahead. Uh, guys, our, our fall sports section, um, which unfortunately was, what's the polite way to say? Um, truncated? Butchered. Uh, butcher, yeah. Well, there we go. We'll go. That truncated. is so polite, That's... butchered. <laughs> Such a polite way. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go with truncated. There we go. Uh, usually we get thirty-two pages, uh, but since our uh, ad department, uh, I don't know, didn't do their job and didn't sell enough ads for uh, to justify uh, printing um, and uh, showcasing our work and getting everything that we did in there, uh, we had to settle for sixteen-page section with three full-page ads and then other ads, so really got knocked down to uh, 12. Probably had 12 pages that we were able to get yep. uh, six stories on. Um, <clears throat> not even all the things about But the nice thing is, whatever, 
the we're, we're moving away from print as it is. So all of that stuff is online. Uh, everything that we've written uh, for the tab that would have gone in the tab is online. Make sure you go to uh, record, record-eagle.com backslash sports. Check out everything uh, that we have worked on and published uh, ahead of the fall sports season. Uh, but with that, let's look at what we have coming up uh, this season. Uh, and before we get into the particulars, is there anything that you guys are just excited for over the next couple of months? Uh, Jordan, I know off air you said that you were just excited that uh, it seems like prep roundup uh, isn't going to be as long <laughs> as it is during the spring. Um, but, yeah, is there is there anything, you know, in, in your time, you know, writing these stories, putting these things together that you went, I'm I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I'm, there's, there's something, there's a the game you want to see an athlete you want to see, or, or something that you're looking forward to? Yeah, I, I wrote down a few things. Uh, first and foremost, uh, one of the, the story that was in the main, that ran main for uh, the fall sports tab, first female high school football coach in the state of Michigan, uh, eight-man or 12-man, uh, either or. See how she does. Um, it's That's, his, that's history. Uh, whether it goes well or not, it, that's history. Uh, people can look back and be like, yep, she was the first. And come trailblaze other, other places and other states. Who knows? Well, I'm excited to see how Bear Lake does. I know uh, the talk is Bear Lake hasn't been, been good or does well. But I hope they do very well. I Just to, just to show people, like, yeah, like she can do this job as well as anyone else can. So that's the one thing I'm excited for. Uh, T.C. Uh, West, new football coach, obviously, see how he does compared to how T.C. West football did last year. Hopefully win, win more than two games. That That's another thing. And soccer. With Elk Rapids losing a bunch of the star players from the senior season last year, how Elk Rapids is going to look. Obviously, last year they started their season, I think it was like 0-5, 0-8. And then fast forward, they made it all the way to state semis. So um, we can't look too deep into how soccer season starts because Elk Rapids proved otherwise. So, yeah, those are some of the things I'm looking forward to. I'm, I'm just hoping that we get some more teams back in the state championship games. Um, you know, last year with Glen Lake coming back with the girls' basketball state championship and and Gaylord winning a softball state title. Um, it's just kind of cool to be, on that, to be on that big stage, be able to follow teams, you know, following through and, and going all the way and winning that championship and bringing something home and making a bit of history themselves. Well, uh, speaking of that, why don't we just jump into the first question here. So who are our state championship contenders uh, this season uh, in the fall landscape? Um, anyone going to make it to Detroit, Marquette, Battle Creek, Kalamazoo, Ann Arbor, East Lansing? You know, those are the sites of our, our football, volleyball, uh, tennis, golf, all those, um, I, I'll, I'll say this. I feel that going into this year more than the years previous for me, there is a lot of unknowns, uh, un, unsures about, about how this season is starting. The one thing that I can say is I, I'm not sure about the football season. I don't know, I don't know who we have. I'm incredibly intrigued by Benzie Central. Uh, after last season, uh, going three and six during the regular season, 
and then having that that big playoff win, uh, I, I think that, or I, I'm hoping they can take that moment when they turn the corner and keep moving in the right direction this season. Uh, but other than that, I'm not really sure who we have on, on the football landscape. Gaylord St. Mary, an, an eight-man, maybe. What I, what I will say is that I feel like we have a plethora of good volleyball teams that will be contending to get to Battle Creek. I think that we'll have a, multiple teams right on the precipice of, of getting there. That, to me, it seems like, you know, sometimes we have one sport that really excels uh, in, the, in, our, in our coverage area. I think that's volleyball this year. Do you guys, are you guys getting that sense? Or are you getting that sense about uh, another sport? Uh, I know St. Francis tennis is absolutely loaded. Unreal. Uh, once they get, um, I believe uh, Tristan Bonani, uh, Bonani uh, back from uh, from an injury, uh, and that is going to be. I mean, that's like trading for a number one starter. Uh, you know, at the, yeah. uh, at the trade deadline uh, when they when they get him back, um, but how, how are you guys feeling about uh, our, our possible state champion contenders? Uh, we had Cadillac get there in volleyball. We had St. Francis get there in football. Um, how are we feeling about what this season looks like? Looks like, and are you guys in the same boat as I am, where I I, I just feel a, a lot of unknowns here. Yeah, I think I think you're spot on on, on volleyball this season. I mean, it, I, you could pretty easily list off the top of your hand had um, teams that could be playing in Battle Creek in every division from up here. I mean, T, you could see I could see TC Central. I can too. Absolutely playing in D1. Uh, you know, you could see Cadillac in D2. Uh, you yep. could see St. Francis in D3. Uh, Leland, of course, is always your your D4 <laughs> perennial contender there. So I mean. Volleyball this year looks to just be incredibly strong. Um, you know, I, I saw Cadillac in their scrimmage uh, last week, and I and saw a little bit of St. Francis, and they both looked very good. Uh, you know, Chris Amusta looks better than last season. I think she she's kind of she's doing a, a little bit more varied roles. Um, you know, hitting from the outside and and it's, a, it's just being a, like a pure middle lap. Middle blocker, kind of. I do know for Cadillac, they switched divisions this year as opposed to last year. I know a lot. Was it last year they were in Division Two? Yeah. This yeah, year they, they're in they, Division One, they so they'll get, be they, playing. They get bumped up into D One in basketball too. Yeah, both of them moved up this year, so it'll be a little bit different landscape for Cadillac. But obviously, with the story that I was able to do on Cadillac Coast Volleyball, uh, they still beat all of those teams that they are going to face um, in the regular season during their like. Summer scrimmages, they ran through every single team that was in their district. So it's it's interesting to see how well and how how much better Cadillac can get because we all saw them last year. Some people, I mean, Michelle told me this, Coach Michelle Bynes from Cadillac. She told me that a lot of people wrote them off, and she still feels that way that some people are still writing Cadillac off. So it'll be interesting to see um, if Cadillac does make it back to Battle Creek. Uh, I mean, who says no after? I mean, they still have the Record Eagle. Dream Team Player of the Year, uh, so that's that's a whole other thing for them. So, 
I, I wonder if that is a, a coaching tactic from Brian's. It uh, works. Because it works. Yeah, I, it very well might. You know, she, she can put that out there and put that chip on on her players' shoulders. But I can't imagine that really anyone is looking at that Cadillac roster and going, "No, I don't think so." I mean, they're they're stacked. I I love what Kingsley has. I love mm-hmm. what Lake City has. They. Uh, Leland. Volleyball here in, in northern Michigan hey. is incredible. It's it's going to be so good in 2023 and so competitive. And I I wonder if because of the level of competition and who's playing whom, what kind of records we're going to see. I don't know if we're going to have a, a complete dominant team that just runs through everyone. I think the competition is going to be so close that, that we're going to see parity. I do season. I do think uh, a lot of it I do think a lot of it as far as like the level of competitiveness that we're going to be seeing for this year has to do with the fact that a lot of these players right after volleyball season ended, they jumped back into another volleyball season. So they eat some of these players eat sleep breathe during volleyball. So that's why as far as the competition for some of these players, it it may be even better than it was last year. So we're in for a treat. What about football uh, for you guys? Uh, we saw the last two years we've had teams get to Ford Field. We had Traverse City Central uh, in 2021, and we had Traverse City St. Francis in 2022. Really Do we get another team to Ford Field in 2023? I, I sure hope so, but I think it'll be interesting to see which one of those teams it is. It's not a pretty cut and dried as to who that contender is. I think as it has been in, in past years, you know, I've seen a handful of scrimmages, but a lot of I haven't seen a lot of schools. So there's a lot of schools that I I just don't know. You know, you know, I don't know how good Boyne is going to be this year, or Grayling, or Charlevoix, just because I haven't seen them or gotten a whole lot of information about them. The teams that I have seen so far, I mean, Glen Lake looks good. Um, you know, Gaylord St. Mary looks good in, in a player. I think they could be a team that could, could totally be there. Um, Manistee looks good. And, you know, Kingsley looks just like Kingsley usually does. Uh, so, so they'll be somebody that can make some noise in the playoffs too. Uh, but it, it's just a, it's going to be interesting to see which of those teams does it. If, if somebody does from the area. This, uh, this needs to be a, the year that Grayling takes a step forward. <laughs> They've, they've, they have all of the tools to put it together. They have Ethan Carrick, who has been their starting QB since, was he a freshman? Did he start as a freshman? No, I think it was sophomore. He's a senior. So, okay. sophomore. So, so I think this is his, his third year. I think so he's starting. a senior now. Wow. So I, I think this, this is the year that they should do something pretty magical. Um, I, I I'd like to believe that they have that capability. Uh, I've mentioned Benzie already. Uh, James, you just mentioned Kingsley. What are our Traverse City teams looking like this year? uh, I mean, why not? Because you you rattled off Central and then San Francis. I feel like I want to be the one, the one person that just says, yeah, Traverse City West is next. Because obviously with the new coach, new coach has – has a history of turning around program. He did it when he was in Colorado. I mean, Travis City West just, I mean, you can't judge based off practicing, but it's just, 
it feels different. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm still relatively new to the area, but it just feels different compared to last year. It's just the players' vibes, the energy level, the enthusiasm, just the coach's mindset, the players' mindset. Everything is so much different than last year. So uh, why not? I mean, I'm, I'll be that person to say Travis City West because they deserve it. So why not? And once they establish a quarterback, which I know they still have, uh, was it Isaac Kelly, who was their quarterback last year? Um, and then they have Kelsey. one. Isaac Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah. Kelsey. And then they have another duel going on. So they're, when I, last I was told, they're still not set in stone. But, I mean, who's, we'll see. Who's, why not? Yeah. And they've got Kyler Brunin. They've, they've got, they've got a, a bunch of guys on the defensive line and, and defense. Um, so, yeah, T.C. West is a team that can definitely make some noise. Why not? Um, St. Francis, uh, they lost everybody. Their entire offense, everybody. Their entire oh, offense is gone, and uh, they return a, a small handful of starters on defense. Quarterback's gone. Um, so <clears throat> they're a total, a total question mark. Right now they're not even – they don't have uh, a week, op- week eight opponent. Uh, I, I know that they have been searching for – for someone to take uh, take that spot, but then if not, they'll they'll just wait and prepare for uh, Muskegon Catholic uh, in in week nine. Despite yeah. what seems by many to be a possible down year for St. Francis, they certainly didn't put a schedule together uh, for a team that wasn't going to compete. They are playing some very very tough competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you look at that, that's it, it is unusual. I mean, you know that they, but but they, I think part of it was that they were scheduling for last year too, because um, they they kind of knew last year was going to be their year. That they had this really good senior class coming through, even even for St. Francis standards. Um, oh so a lot of those games, I think, are kind of coming off of maybe two year deals from last year and stuff. But I mean, yeah, Catholic Central, Lumen Christi, Lawton, Charlevoix, those are their non conference games. So those are not not pushovers, um, you know. The the rumor going around town, and I don't know how. I don't know if this is true or not, but I've had multiple people tell me this, and or, or ask me if I've heard it, or ask me if it's true, and I, and I don't know. But you know, supposedly Benzie approached St. Francis about playing in Week Eight, and St. Francis said no, because St. Francis has never lost to Benzie, and maybe he doesn't want to risk ending that streak. What are they? What, what's the record again? Again, was it 42 and 42-0 against Benzie. And I think, yeah, if if we're just going off of what St. Francis lost and what Benzie did at the end of last season, I'd be like, yeah, Benzie has a pretty good shot. And Benzie gave him a pretty good game in the playoffs last year, if if, uh, if I recall correctly. The, the best game that anybody gave him until the state championship. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh, boy. So, all right, if you've got to pick one team, one football team that is most intriguing for the 2023 season, who is it for you guys? Eight player or 11 player? One? Just one? What about eight Just player and 12 player? Uh, 11 player. player. There is no 12th player. 11 man. Not I mean. yet. Not yet. I mean. There's the 12th man in Seattle. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't have, uh, I can't think of a, like one specific team. I have two, but I can't think of one. All right, so give me give me your two. Give me your two then. Travis City West and Misik. 
Okay. Um, right. We're talking just teams that we think will surprise people this year, kind of, or, or just teams that you're intrigued that you're yeah. interested in, seeing yeah. how they do. Yeah. Um, I am. I am interested uh, about Elk Rapids. Um, I think that they can be a team that that takes a big step forward this year. I've seen them in their scrimmage. They've got size and skill on the on the lines this year. Uh, Chase D'Arment has a great arm at quarterback, and they like to throw the ball a lot out of their spread. And uh, they're a team that I think can can make a run there. Uh, they'll be even more dangerous if they can uh, if they can get uh, Cutler Domrus eligible. He transferred there from St. Francis, and the MHSA has ruled him ineligible. But they are uh, challenging that. Uh, oh boy. That they would six, they could add to their offense. Six. Oh my goodness. Guy's a tall guy. Yeah, who's, his older brother played at St. Francis. Corbin plays uh, at Hope College, I think it is now. Okay. Um, so. All right. Well, uh, for me, I, I I've mentioned Benzie already, so I won't pick them again. I think Cadillac and new head coach Nick Winkler will be very interesting to follow uh, throughout this season. And then uh, we'll go back to what Jordan started with. If we're going to pick an eight-man team. I I really want to see what Samantha Mullet does with Bear Lake. So lots of lots of interesting storylines for this season. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how good our teams are going to be. That's the one interesting part of this season. I I, I don't know. I don't know if we'll have a team in in Detroit or Marquette this season that's not me doubting teams or anything like that i'm just not sure i so, think we will I'm yeah say it's, we will. it's not it's just not like in previous in previous years where you're just like you know pretty sure yeah because last right. year you guys were like that, yep, that we're gonna get that we're gonna get a team through there i know, you know last one, year. one way or the other you know whether it's been you know central when they had burnham you know when cadillac had that great run um you know kingsley was on its way that one season before uh covid uh, stepped in, uh, you know, St. Francis, obviously. So, and, and Glen Lake just a few years ago, too, making two trips uh, a few years ago, too. So, and that's another team that I think has the potential. You know, we'll see how they develop with a completely new offensive system this year, um, a new coach, but a new coach who seems to have gotten kids to really buy in, and, and they seem to be seem to be in it. Football season's back. That's all I can say. Football season is back. All right, well, let's move on to the next question. And uh, since we haven't talked about cross-country yet, I'm going to get us started and talk about cross-country in, in our next question, which is if you had to pick one student athlete for a player of the year, athlete of the year uh, in their particular sport, who you got? For me, I'm pretty sure I know who one, you're taking. I do this too. one is easy. Yeah, this so. one is – This is if you, you guys want to go ahead and steal it, that, that's fine as well. But Buckley's Aiden Herond is uh, is right now uh, a shoe in as long as she stays healthy. So knock on wood for that, which I just did. Um, but uh, Aiden Heron out of Buckley. We're who, knocking on. I don't know. Is this for Micah? It's the desk. You're knocking I, on I something. I think it's press board. I, I think it's press Underneath board. Underneath it yeah, is, yeah. But so. on the top, I don't know yet. So whatever it is. Uh, yeah, I think so. And then, you know, and Carissa Mussa is another one. I mean, yeah. she's returning yeah. player of the year from last year. So, obviously, she's got to be right up there. Yeah. But, yeah, is are, are those like the two shoe-ins pretty much 
for yeah, yeah, because I think football because I think football is pretty wide open. Um, this year, and, you know, well, that one's I don't think that there's any like an established front runner for player of the year in football. Um, whereas, yeah, those two are obviously being the champ, uh, being the player of the year last year. So I, I think looking at the the, the girls' sports, uh, girls golf, Grace Slocum, mm-hmm. volleyball. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Carissa Musta, and then cross country, we've got Aiden Herrand. Yeah. Uh, yep. are, so all three of them back. Three, three real steady, uh, steady picks there, and I just Aiden Herrand is just so damn competitive and so confident. She's like, she knows that she's good, but she's also very much about lifting her team up. Uh, and I, I, I know that they'll want to win a team state championship in cross country after doing the same, uh, in, in track and field last year. So, uh, so that's my pick. Who are you guys picking for your, uh, athletes of the year? Unless you, you've already, if James, if you're taking Chris and Musta, that's fine. Jordan, you'll have to Jordan, throw Jordan, one you out can there. Take, Jordan, you can take, you can take Musta. Yeah. I mean, why can't she do it again? I mean, she's, she seems so much better than she did last year. She's based off scrimmages. It's kind of unreal. It's like almost unfair to say. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's an easy pick. Yeah, uh, well, <laughs> so I'll go with Grace Slocum. Uh, okay. I, I th- and I also think that she could be on she can be on two dream teams in the fall. I will. Because she's also very good on the cross-country team. I, well, I, I'm hoping she pulls off the uh, rarely seen double state title. Which she wins an individual state title at the uh, the golf uh, state championships, and then wins another state title with uh, St. Francis cross country. I will say, because so. she does kind of deserve it, because we haven't spoken once about it. Fiona Mord from Leland could be another particular one, because she was. I mean, I know that was a debate last year between which one and one particular one went to the finals. The other one got eliminated in the regional finals, but yeah, yeah, well, I mean, and there's Elise Hefner there too. Exactly. TC so I mean, volleyball is one. Yeah, we talked about it earlier. Volleyball is one. Any number of players from TC St. Francis. Yep. Quinn Yenshaw. Or Central. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you know, volleyball volleyball players yeah. of the year is still open. I I wrote about that. That was one of the the five questions uh, that I had when we did our. Yep. Uh, fall sports preview on the first day of practices one of the things was who will emerge from the insane crop of volleyball players to be our player of the year because it's just again it's just nuts it is volleyball is going to be so good in northern michigan this year i know we've talked about it already but going to be really really good excited uh okay uh and then any surprises that you guys see happening for the fall 2023 season i know it's Difficult to put on your um, psychic cap, I guess, is the best way to put it. And, crystal ball. And crystal ball there, it. But... Crystal ball it. Pick a crystal ball it. Yeah. There Look into our, our crystal ball. Uh, is there anything there that you can see surprising? You know, uh, teams like Manistee and Benzie Central that we had last year with those big upset wins. East Jordan upsetted Frankfurt in the playoffs district first game. No one saw that one coming. Mm-hmm. I will forever remember that one. I could I could see Manistee making a run this year. 
Um, you know, they were they were close last year. They had that that playoff game against Boyne where mm-hmm. they you know they they stopped the two point conversion on the last play of the game with no time left to to win that game. And uh, and then and then they came up just short against Gladstone, yep. and and they were not happy that they didn't beat Gladstone, and uh, they lost a bunch from last year's team, but they also have a lot of the skill players coming back. I think that they have the three running backs coming back who combined for almost three thousand yards and thirty nine touchdowns, and they have what looks to be from their scrimmage a pretty good offensive line in front of them, and a freshman quarterback who looks pretty darn good as a uh, a, a, a two-way kind of or dual threat quarterback oh so um, yeah, he's like Lamar Jackson yeah oh. Lamar Jackson but uh about half the size but and he's yeah. a fresh but he's a freshman he's, he's a freshman but man he can he can run and uh just pulls off the fake like better than oh, I've seen a lot of quarterbacks do and he's like this is his first time playing high school football in the scrimmage and he's just <laughs> running. He's running with the ball on his hip, you know, running the fake out, and he's out at the numbers, and you know, the other team doesn't know that he has the ball. What a guy! Let me go. Wow. I want to see how he is. All right, Jordan. I'm gonna I'm gonna step on yours for All my yours. Uh, for, yours. for my surprise, and I think it's because the Traverse City Tritons have now added diving mm-hmm. uh, and a diving coach to their team. Uh, I think this is a good year for the Tritons, especially now with second-year head coach uh, Megan Petrulia, uh, who has been deep within this program as part of the GT Breakers as well. Uh, I, I can see a a state run for this team, uh, for that swimming team, and, and that'll be that'll be my surprise for 2023. Is the the Tritons competing for? for a state championship in swimming and diving. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, I, w- I do want to add to that, just add a little more, more context in case some people are kind of curious. Uh, all of those swimmers and some, di- I believe the divers as well, uh, you touched it, they were all from GT Breakers. None of them took a break. So they've swam for 365 days, plus some breaks, but they didn't stop. So uh, they're ready. They know what's up. Well, it, I will say this. Um, it, it does feel like uh, we are in the preseason of the high school sports season, even yes. though sports have gotten underway. It, does, it doesn't really feel like the fall sports season has really started until that first week of football, um, just because football is so ingrained in the, in the fall sports season. Um, but we are uh, in the season already. Games have happened, matches have happened, tournaments have happened, all the So let's get into the Get Around Hall of Fame. And before we do that, let's go ahead and hear once again a word from our sponsor. This episode of the Get Around is sponsored by Jimmy John's, two locations in Traverse City. Order a tasty sandwich with the Jimmy John's app. Jimmy John's, freaky fresh, freaky fast. Freak yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Get Around Hall of Fame time. Now let's uh, nominate some student athletes for our athlete of the week award and enshrinement into the most exclusive club in northern michigan the get around hall of fame uh i'll get us started i'm going to go with kingsley sarah war uh she helped the stags to a second place finish at their home tournament uh over the weekend on saturday uh she eclipsed the century mark with 101 assists and also had 26 digs 
Uh, the Stags won their first five matches before falling to champion Lake City in the tournament finals. So my nomination, Kingsley's Sarah Ward. I'm going to go with uh, Trevor C. St. Francis senior tennis player Chris Bobrowski. Um, he helped uh, St. Francis to uh, winning the team championship at the DeWitt Quad on Friday, but he also, in the in the process of doing that, picked up his 100th career varsity victory. Um, he was, and he's and he's done that all at singles, too. I mean, he was uh, their number four singles starter as a freshman, I believe. Um, and uh, so he he beat Hazlitt six zero six three, Dewitt six zero six two, and Flushing six zero six zero. So wow. not even a close match. Not even close. All right. Uh, yeah. Two good picks so far, Jordan. Your nominee. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with volleyball. Uh, Abby Hicks. From the Leland volleyball team, helped lead Abby, uh, helped lead the Comets to three and two over the weekend. Uh, her stat line: seventy-three assists, eleven digs, six blocks, assist, seven aces, and a kill in the weekend's quad match. So uh, that goes out to Abby Hicks from Comets. All right, three really good nominations. Uh, let's start the voting by going backward. Uh, Jordan, start us off. I'm going to Who San, are you voting for? The San Francisco 1,000 win. Yeah, 100, 100 wins is, 100. is a pretty, pretty yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. We knew what, you, we knew what you meant. Appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty uh, big milestone win, so I, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that too. Sweet. I'm glad we were all on the same page because, yes, I was going to vote for Chris Bobrowski as well, uh, picking up the 100th career win while also getting a team win at the uh, DeWitt Quad. So congratulations, Traverse City, St. Francis's Chris Bobrowski. You are the latest inductee into the Get Around Hall of Fame, the most exclusive club in northern Michigan. And now let us wrap up episode 256 of the Get Around podcast, the season premiere of season seven of the Get Around with our happy endings and what has made us happy inside and outside of sports this week. I will say right off the top, this has been a very, 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 very difficult week for me. So not much has made me happy outside of sports. I will say the one thing that made me happy inside of sports, I'm going to pull it up on my phone right now. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the bat that Philadelphia Phillies shortstop Bryson Scott oh. was using. The pencil? Uh, it, he had a pen, uh, a bat that looked like a number two pencil. Yep. I saw that on Twitter. It brought a smile to my face, and I haven't smiled much this week. Uh, just given a lot of stuff that is going on outside of and inside of work. <clears throat> uh, just life is what it is sometimes, and sometimes life isn't always great. Um, but yeah, that did uh, that made me smile. Uh, it's an awesome looking bat. If you haven't seen it, just go on Twitter. Uh, type in Bryson Stott's number two pencil bat, and uh, you'll you'll see a picture. It's it's pretty cool. So, that 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 is my ending of my happy endings, uh, guys. What's making me happy inside and outside of sports this week? Oh, I was gonna add to the pencil. That was a tribute to the Little League World Series. Uh, the team in Pennsylvania is in the championship, so that was like a little tribute to them. Which a bunch of uh, Phillies went and. Watched, they went to watch it, and he was Schwarber, one of them. Schwarber was there. Bryce Harper. Uh, Har- Harper was there. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yep. James, you want to go? The Tiger. Another little league thing is that the Tigers are going to be playing in the playing the Yankees in that little league uh, 
exhibition game. I don't know if it's an exhibition game or not, but the, the game that they play in like a the little league stadium. Oh wow, I didn't know that. That's crazy. Yeah, next Wait, next, next year. I'm sorry. Two pro teams are going to play in a little league World Series stadium. In, in the in the in the little league World Series stadium. Yeah, they do that. They've done it for the last year or two. Last year or two, I think. How many home runs are going to? Yeah. Be so what's the and score going to be? Two hundred to five hundred. <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> Should be. I mean, the, the Tigers and Yankees the, next year. When they did oh, the okay. uh, what is it? The corn out of oh, the Field of Dreams field. The Yankees yeah. and Sox. That score was like fifteen to like fourteen. It was a high scoring game. I think it was eight to six was the final. Oh, really? I oh, I thought it was high scoring game. Eight to seven, something like that. Not sure. It's still high scoring. Do you want to go? All right, but what's ma- what's making you guys happy? Oh, I'm just happy to be back from vacation, um, diving in. Uh, Why would you be happy to be back from vacation, James? Well, I'm happy that the vacation went well. <laughs> oh, it went okay. well. Okay. Kind of, kind of recharged, um, you know, and ready to dive into to sports and everything, and um, and in sports that uh, you know, it's fantasy football drafting season. We're back, <laughs> James. How many leagues are you in this year? Uh, eight. Oh, oh, okay. So you were in thirteen. Down, last year, down from so. tw- I think it was twelve last year. Oh, okay. I think it was twelve. So I thought you down, had a baker's dozen. Down from that. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm only in eight this year. Trying to pare it down because I wasn't happy with uh, how I finished last year. Oh, my goodness, man. All right, Jordan, what's making you happy, man? Uh, inside of sports, uh, boy, honestly, college football starts this week. Uh, college football is officially back. We're in week zero. We finally made it. It took a while. It's kind of sad, some depressing times. But uh, football, college football is finally back. Mm-hmm. Last uh, season for the Pac-12. Last season for the Pac-12, last season for USC in the Pac-12 before they decide to go to the big boys, big boy leads, and I'll be excited for that one. Um, and Steelers are great. We're winning the Super Bowl. Overreaction Monday. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. All right, well, that will put a lovely bow on episode 256, not episode 266 of the Get Around Podcast. This has been a wonderful season seven premiere of this podcast that has uh, lasted longer than I think most thought it would. Uh, but we are very happy to be back. I will say that, yes, I am happy uh, to be back. This made me happy uh, being here and doing this. And I'm, I'm so hopeful that next Monday I will actually be back in the studio and be back in Northern Michigan on a permanent basis. If things go well, hopefully they will. Fingers crossed. But... I'm going to try not to get my hopes up too much, just given what has happened in the last couple of weeks. Um, But for James Cook, for Jordan Puente, I have been your host of the Get Around Podcast, Brendan Queeley. And with that, episode 256 is in the books. (laughs) 